WMCHD3 Detroit, KMPS HD3 Seattle, WBMX HD3 Boston, and on AOL Radio and Yahoo Launchcast, CBS Radio's The New Sky. Enlightened philosophers tell us that we are divine beings in human form. Let's get real here. How can we live a busy life with a job, kids, and a mortgage and still be spiritual? Join C.J. Liu as she tackles real-life issues through a spiritual lens and talks with experts in relationships, work, and more. You'll get practical life skills and learn how to touch, feel, and experience a whole new way of living. Be a force for good. And fire it up with CJ. Log on, fire it up with CJ.com and call CJ now. 248 545 Soul. CBS Radio's The Sky. Welcome back to Live with C. Fired Up with CJ. We are at CBS Sky Radio right now. You can find CJ at our website. It's firedupwithcj.com. The month of May has been all about women and empowering each of us to be our very best. And I'd love to welcome CJ to New Sky Radio. Hi, CJ. Hey, thank you, Cassandra. I bet you were going to say the Dougal Frazier show and you got confused because he's online. You know, I haven't talked to him in so long. I miss him. I miss hearing him and hearing David in the background, save it for the air, save it for the air. And, you know, we always have a good show and he's got a, you know, he had a great show on TV and he's still doing all kinds of stuff. So I miss him. I always miss you guys when you're not here. And even hosts that are no longer on the show, you know, our station, I still miss them. Well, they're psychic, so they're just hanging around you anyways. They are. They're in my ear telling me when I'm doing something right and wrong, I'm sure. Which is usually all the time. Well, welcome, Dougal. Is he there? He is. Hello. Hi, how are you? Good. Welcome. Does it feel weird to be back on your same time segment and slot? It's like deja vu, listening to the commercials and hearing Cassandra's voice. I'm like all ready to throw to a Rihanna song and go to break and take calls and all that fun stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Confusing. Yeah, I hope you have a good show planned today. Um, Thanks. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is your show. I'm totally here for you. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. And I thought, since we're talking about women, I thought that what better than a psychic to tell us about the woman's psyche? What do we look like from a clairvoyant perspective? I thought that was kind of interesting because there's all sorts of psychological research on the woman's psyche. But here we have someone who can actually look at our psyche. Well, yeah, I mean, from the soul perspective, you know, as a clairvoyant, when I'm tuning into someone, I'm trying to look at them from the soul perspective. And the soul body is about six feet in diameter from the physical body. So we're all walking around this big bubble of light and energy. But there really is no separation between what a man's soul looks like versus what a woman's soul looks like. I think we're all kind of made up of masculine and feminine energy. And some women lean more masculine or more feminine, and some men lean more masculine or feminine. Um, What I will say that's interesting as far as spirit, intuition, and the world of psychic energy is I feel like the planet or the world, especially our culture, gives women more permission to utilize their intuition. You know, we've all heard of mother's intuition. It's, It's like it's okay for a woman to be in touch with her emotions and where she is psychically, whereas a man tends to kind of stay away from that a little bit. But that's more about mm-hmm. cultural programming versus mm-hmm. what's actually going on in the soul. Yeah. So you're saying that six a six-feet diameter 
Yeah. People are shining what? Like colors? Soul well, so colors? The, what did the, so what's it look we, like from your perspective? We all have a variety of, you know, there's a great book out there called um, Hands of Life by Barbara Brennan. They have great images of what the soul kind of looks like. Um, but we all have dozens of colors floating around us. When I tune into someone, I will see some colors that are dominant based on personality traits or where they are in the moment. But everything is made up of light. And, you know, we get so connected to the physical body and hair color and what we're wearing and what we project when there are so many other layers of energy that's surrounding us. And now, mind you, if I'm around someone that's really, really angry, I can look in their energy and you actually see it. It makes us really pay attention to thought. If someone's negative and angry, they have like coils and uh, they're very dark spotches in their aura. I actually can't see their physical face if they're too stuck in the thought. If someone's wow. very bright and cheerful, it's open. You can see through it. You can see right into the core of their being. So it really makes us pay attention to how we're treating ourselves, how we treat other people, because it literally is swirling around you. Wow, that's fascinating. So you actually see different kind of imagery, whether it's like the coil or, and yeah. there's kind of a clarity inter- or opacity to it as well. Fascinating. Yeah, and it's funny to me, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about things like, um, you know, like they're possessed or they have something in them and yeah. it's like they give it power to this outside source. And I always say to people like, you're not possessed, you know. <laughs> If you see something, if you see something freaky in your aura, you got to take responsibility that that is your thought, (laughs) and it it needs to be cleaned up. But we all want to think that it's like this outside source, and you know we all have negative thinking and we all have days that we're down, but it does affect your energy structure. Yeah, but then I've heard of a lot of psychics that say, "Oh, you have little like attachments. You have like little demonic attachments." Do you see that within the six-foot orb around you, or is that a different thing altogether? So I have a different definition of what an attachment is. When I hear a psychic say what you're describing, I hear that like I have a gremlin in me and it needs to be removed. Yes. And I don't don't particularly believe in that. I think like for right now, CJ, if you and I are having this intellectual conversation, when we walk away, our auras would represent more intellectual thought. We would have like golds and yellows and blues, things that relate to the brain. If we started having an argument, you would start to see those what look like negative energies, but they're not ghosts or attachments or anything like that. It's just the presence of thought. Hmm. So it could be actually, so when people see, because I know other psychics, like I've seen someone having like dark energy around them. It could be just even their thoughts or, I mean, it's a, they're just their thought energy. They're having dark thoughts. They have yeah, or their thought. environment. You know, like when I first purchased my house, you know, I don't want the energy of the previous owners to be in here. So sometimes it takes a while for your energy to integrate the space. Now, if you go to a hotel room, you can integrate your energy pretty quickly. If you and I went to Auschwitz and we walked around and, you know, had like a historical tour, that energy is going to be a little bit harder to, you know, integrate and make more positive. It kind of looms in the air. But what I love about it is people get kind of scared, like they have to protect themselves from energy and they have to clear it. To me, it makes me focus more on my own responsibility, that I do make an effect on the planet from the way that I walk through the grocery store and the way that I treat people. And I want to do the best of my ability to be projecting as much loving, kind thoughts as possible. 
Right. So you so you look at those kind of coils or or dark patches or a kind of a thickness as that's my that's my stuff. Yeah. And so so given that it's my stuff, the versus the idea of like some gremlin is inside of me. Please take it away, demon. Demon exactly. remover. Right. <laughs> no, Demon remover. Yeah, let's buy that. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some core issues that are a little bit harder that we carry with us. You know, if you've if you've survived a trauma, um, it may linger with you a little bit longer. And I can actually see that in, a, in an energy. Um, and you can make it lighter and easier to carry, but it is a part of you. It's almost like the way our skin physically scars. You know, if you've had an accident, you still sometimes have a scar from that on your actual body. And it's the same thing with energy as well. You can see kind of what past and what people have been through in their energy structure. It's really quite beautiful. I just find yeah. a lot of people are kind of afraid of it. Well, it seems like if someone has, okay, let's say I had a traumatic um, situation, it should be shown up in my ore is what I'm hearing. Correct. And, and, but then it's not a bad thing. It's just as long as you've grown and, I mean, so if you have these little dark spots, because people transcend those, right? And they move and they Absolutely. grow. So would yeah, you like, still see the dark spot even if the person has transcended, grown, and gotten all the learning from it? Or, does it, or is it gone by the time they've gotten the learning? So for me, energy, our goal is for our energy to be clear. If I'm looking at someone's aura and it's um, opaque, that means they're still stuck with the issue. It's too dense. If I'm looking mm. at someone's aura and I see an issue but it's translucent, I can see through it, they've kind of brought it into the light. It's still a part of who they are, but it doesn't carry as much heaviness and weight. For example, I'm a sexual abuse survivor. That was a big deal for me. It's still going to be in my aura, you know, and it's never going to look like a basket of flowers because right. it wasn't much fun. But I've right. been able to bring it to the light, and I work on it on a regular basis. And we all have those core issues. Yeah, so it's kind of impossible to ever look at someone. I mean, they're not going to like, Dougal, look at me. And am my white vibrating, you know, pure, purity of light? The answer is no, probably because no one is going to be, right? I mean, No one is going to be. If you are completely clear, you probably wouldn't be on the planet. Yeah, I'm, de- I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> So if a psychic adver says your aura is completely clear, you might want to arrange some paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nor, and I think actually it's interesting. Well, the funny thing is, is the last time I saw you, I was kind of thinking about these things, and you, and you had a very similar kind of thing. I think that there's 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 a lot of fear. Um, it's almost like we're polarized to the light, and we are afraid of the dark. And when it arises, it's terrifying for us because exactly. I don't I don't know if it's from the media that we watch or I'm not sure why. Well, I think as human beings, we're conditioned to believe that there is good and there's evil, and I don't see it that way. I believe more that there's yin and there's yang in life. And within that, there's much wisdom in each area. You know, it, it's kind of like giggling and having fun. Like, I don't know how great laughter feels unless I also feel a little bit of depression and sorrow. It's about containing those things in, in a balanced space. And I, I say this a lot in my um, workshops. You know when you meet, like, I call them vitamin breath people, and they're the people that are just always very scary, and they're always smiling, and I want to be like, really? I mean, get real. Who is this person? But they don't seem grounded either. Like, they just feel like they're running through a field of daisies every day. 
And I don't think that's a balanced lifestyle. I believe there's yin and yang to everything, and I, and I try not to fear the heavy energy versus the light energy. Right, because both of them have their purpose in, exactly. in everyone's life, and one isn't necessarily better than the other. They're just different. Because yeah. the dark energy is there for us to learn, right? I mean, exactly. if, we're, if we're still kind of um, – I mean, this is just like a life metaphor, right? Whether you think about it as energy or not, it's, um, I do think that they're, they're there for us to learn. And if it's, and if you view it as dark energy and we're running away from it, then, and we're eating lots of vitamins and breathing on people like you. (laughs) Exactly. We're not learning, right? We're not learning. Not yeah, learning. I mean, I was just coaching a client last week who was working on relationship stuff, and he didn't want to get – he was afraid to expose himself because he didn't want to feel rejection. And I said, well, i got to be honest with you. Part of being in love is experiencing rejection. It's just if you want to experience passion and joy and connection and commitment, you also have to feel the other end of it as well. And I think people a lot of times block themselves from miracles because they're afraid of feeling – some of the yang energy as well. Yep, completely agree. So no difference between women and men then in terms of when you look at their auras. And so like, so right now, I bet if I was just reading a book, I bet I presume I have more masculine energy than female energy. Like does someone, I mean, it could be that you have, can you see masculine energy versus female energy? Does it, or is well, it just? It, so we define it differently. So masculine energy to me represent someone who's goal-oriented, nine times out of ten they're self-employed, they try to set things into motion. If they're not self-employed, they like to manage other people, they like empowerment, (laughs) they're focused on finance. That would be more of a masculine energy. The feminine energy would lean towards the caretaking energy, um, the emotional structure, um, artistic, creative spaces. So even like the butchest guy on the planet might be an amazing screenplay writer and would lean more towards feminine energy. Mm. But we have different definitions of what it means to be masculine and feminine as human beings. On the energetic structure, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more broad. Right, right. It's just, it's not, it's not, um, there's no stereotypes in energy. It's just. That's the perfect word. Exactly. <laughs> there are no stereotypes. Yeah. And what I love is that I believe it, when we're in harmony, we have all of those things. So there are ter- certain times in my life where, you know, if I'm going into a session, I'm calling upon the feminine aspect of my being. But, you know, once a month when I sit down with my accountant, my feminine aspect runs out the door, and I have to call upon the practical <laughs> masculine aspect of my being. <laughs> All right, we have Ducal Frazier on here, TV host of It Is a Provocative, and it's an incredibly <laughs> great show, that sex show. It's available on YouTube. And what TV station is it on? Google? It's on Logo TV. Lo- Logo TV, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, excellent. So next we're going to be talking more about colors and auras, and uh, and I call it color psychology. So isn't that nice that I renamed your work as color psychology? I so, love it. <laughs> <laughs> folks online, make sure to subscribe by going to us at um, www.fireuduplecj.com, and you'll get more shows like this. We'll be right back. CBS Radio's The Sky. The Sky. Now back to Fire It Up with CJ. Be a force for good. And fire it up with CJ. Log on fireduplecj.com and call CJ now. 248-545-7685. On CBS Radio's The Sky. The Sky. 
Welcome back to New Sky Radio. This is Fired Up with CJ. Our guest today is psychic and cosmic coach Dougal Frazier, and he's talking about the power of color in our everyday lives. And I'd like to welcome back Dougal and CJ. Hey, thank you, everyone. Um, I'm CJ Liu, and I first met Dougal when he was teaching a class on auras in um, Seattle. And uh, I did see auras, so thank you, Dougal. <laughs> and did you think you were going to? No. I well, that's I, the thing. <laughs> Everybody always thinks they're not going to see anything. And I did. And I did. And I haven't seen them since. I don't know if whether I'm not open to it or what, but I you did know, see so them and I've seen them. I always think this is fascinating. This happens a lot. People sometimes will come to that workshop and the minute they walk in the door, they'll before I've even started the process, they'll raise their hand and say, "Oh my God, I'm seeing energy right now." And then they think it's because of me, like I'm some like guru that's like charged the room. It's not at all. I think it's the subconscious thing that you like your brain gives yourself permission to do it in that environment, and then when you leave, for some reason, it's harder. I, I don't know why that is, but I've heard people say that before. Yeah, or maybe you do. I don't. I swear. I don't have that much time on my hand. <laughs> if it's happening, it's not my intention. <laughs> and you're coming back. You're coming back on June 15th and 16th, right? And you're teaching yeah, correct. in the class at eastwestbookshop.com. So, and we're, and I went over to your website and, um, I've always been charmed and fascinated by your work and just the quality of your heart and incredible sense of humor. So I thought I'm going to take Dougal's class online. So I downloaded the colors, my Prozac and um, I'm only on week one, so I'm okay. on. <laughs> That's okay. That's great. <laughs> so don't quiz me on anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reason I created that class, you know, is it, it's ironic to me that I spend, my, you know, I, I know I, I kind of say that I'm a psychic and my job is to predict the future, and that is part of my work. But the reason I created the program of Color is My Prozac is I believe that color has influence on our mood and on our environment, and we can harness the power of color to create certain things. Yeah. Um, so I'm currently teaching a live online class now, and each week, like tonight, we move into emerald. So for the week, they'll be meditating with the color emerald green, which is the color of communication and creative energy. So in that week, there, our focus is to be more expressive with who we are at our core being, to um, call upon the, the creative aspect of our being, to really honor the artistic. We were talking during the break about something that you were working on, a personal project, and you know that's you calling upon the creative aspect of your being. And we all have that. And with each color, it kind of helps us highlight um, you know, some people might be strong with the mental aspect. Some people might be strong with the healing stuff or the creative, but we all have it within us. And to carve out that energy for one week to just focus on it really helps us kind of highlight all the different levels of who we are. Right. Well, because color is influencing us. And, and, and you know, the color psychology that people usually refer to is, you know, uh, McDonald's is bright orange and it's irritating right. for us, so we eat and we leave quickly. Exactly. Then there's color analysis to complement our clothing. In this particular case, it's very different. It, to, to me, in some ways, it's real color psychology. It's what colors actually resonate with you as a person. Right. Which I think is kind of, in some ways, way more fascinating than the typical color psychology, although I think the other stuff is interesting, too. So when you look at someone, you said that someone has certain colors that are, are part of their personality. So are there certain colors that, so if you look at my or what colors am I vibrating? Is there a certain core soul color that I'm vibrating? 
Well, everybody who has like a core soul color, and you'll remember this from the class, is there's kind of like an outline or a halo that we all have. And a lot of times you see that illustrated in religious artwork where you'll see Mm. they'll, they'll draw like kind of like a yellowish, almost whitish kind of color around the head. That actually glows around the entire body. So everybody has that. That's chi or prana or the Holy Spirit. That's your life force that goes. Now, when I focus on you specifically, you have a lot of gold energy and yellow around you. Those are very mental colors. We talked about earlier um, in the first segment that gold is more of a masculine color. It's a very productive energy. It's typically a link to a dad as well. If a woman has gold energy around them, there's a link to dad. Um, mm-hmm. But the idea is that you want to be productive. Gold mm-hmm. people love taking anything from the negative and turning it into the positive. That's what they're good at. And I don't even eat vitamins, and I sleep. <laughs> okay. But, is that but based things on can change. As I'm talking to someone, the energy, you know, of a color will bubble up that, you know, that's a topic that I need to talk about. Or if it's above them, it's something that they need to pull more in. So things will shift. But typically with your personality, most of the time there should be a fairly significant shade of gold and yellow. Wait, you mean for everyone or for... No, for you. Oh, for me. Okay. And everyone may have... Different people have different kinds of colors. Exactly. Or out or outline, which is kind of their like their bigger footprint or, you know, perspective on the world or whatever, or energies that they're holding. So if Correct. I'm old, other people have different colors. What's your color? What's your color? I tend to lean more towards red and green. So reds are emotional colors. They're the color of someone who's like a little overly emotional, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> like I feel <laughs> so for me, because I have that red color, um, it's a little bit of a struggle for me to be in groups. I have to consciously like exercise it like it's a muscle to get stronger and be around people. But I I do get drained from being in large groups of people. Um, It's my nature to constantly talk about emotional things. I'm just extremely sensitive. The green aspect comes with, like, vitality. Um, People who have green like to laugh. They they tend to giggle. It's like a childlike essence. Um, So those are colors that I tend to lean towards. Interesting. And so once you know your color, but that's different. I mean, is the stuff that you work with when you're working in the um, Colors My Prozac, what is, if you know your soul color, what does that mean you, how does one work with your soul color? Well, so if you're in the week of white right now, when you get mm-hmm. into gold, which is the second week, it'll be a pretty easy week for you. Like, you'll, okay. you'll understand it, it'll come naturally. When we get to, like, ruby or orange, that will be a little bit harder for you to visualize and move through the body because it's not as mental of a color. But the idea, again, is trying to form balance. So I spend too much time in my heart. That chakra, that energy is wide open. But a lot of times I have to focus more on the gold colors and the yellow colors and blue as well to get in my thought, to get things done, to make sure that I'm following through with stuff. And the whole goal is to be in balance. So that's why we work with one color for a week. And, and some people get stuck in it. They don't want to work with that color. They don't like that color. It turns them up. They, they can't tell you how many times I'll tell someone that I see a color in the aurora and they don't like that color. Um, but each one has great wisdom, and that's why I try to encourage people to work with all of them. Mm, interesting, but it doesn't work like color theory. So you have red and green, which is, in fact, the great the complementary colors that you see in a color wheel. Does it work in that particular way? Like it no, does? it does not, no. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay, got it. Don't complicate things. That's me being mental. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but that's a very gold question. You know what was funny? 
you know, I, I used to have this time spot on New Sky Radio, and what I loved about you is when you confirmed the radio time, you approached it from such a gold space. It was like, please call at 12.57. You gave me like four numbers. You were so thorough. Cassandra knows this. We'd be going live in 10 seconds, and I'd be like, what are we going to talk about? That's more uh, <laughs> a red space. <laughs> but, the, but the truth is, they both have wisdom. There are times where... I could be more prepared and need more of that gold energy. Um, I did a lecture with a dear friend of mine, Danielle McKinnon, and she's very thorough, just like you. And the poor thing, we were teaching this weekend together, and she kept saying, when are we going to come up with what we're going to talk about? And I kept saying, well, I'll talk about it when I get there, and the energy moves me. And my husband finally pulled me aside, and he was like, you are not being fair to this poor woman. Like, you, you have to sit down and brainstorm ideas. And I was like, okay. It's all just different ways that we approach energy. Yeah, interesting. So then basically when you take the class, and what you're do, really doing is feeling all the different spectrums of energies, because we have all these energies, right? Right. I'm not gold all the time. Lord exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> and then the fun us. part is, you know, I keep the class to, especially the class that I'm teaching in Seattle, I specifically limit it to 16 participants. And the reason I do that is we've all been to that workshop where you spend like $500 and there's 150 people there and you don't have a moment. And I don't think that's particularly fair. The idea of the weekend is we're all going to read everybody's energy and we're all going to identify and understand them whether we're going through it or not and see how the different energies mix and feel in the room. And that's the part that I think is kind of the most profound and interesting aspect. Right. Do you find that certain people kind of gravitate to find balance so that the, I don't know, what's my color that's the balancing color? Um, I'd assume red and green. <laughs> yeah, well, red, red specifically and orange. I mean, the truth is, you have, just like you said earlier, you have those attributes in you. You are intuitive. You are an emotional being. It's just not necessarily your go-to place. Uh, I see. Um, and so that's what we're looking for. Most people lean towards what's easiest for them. And the idea of finding the counterbalance and experiencing the other colors is just to make sure that you're tending to that part of kind of your spiritual garden, if you will. Right, so that you can be whole. And so part exactly. of the idea is to kind of feel the wholeness by experiencing your rainbow of colors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. Have you ever gone to, like, somebody's house and, like, they only – every wall is the same color and the couch is all – everything's like that monochromatic – like. It's fun for a while, but then it feels kind of simple. I, I like to, and, and I do this in decorating in the way that I dress and, you know, the, the, everything in my life. The more colorful, you know, the kinds of friends you have, the kinds of, you know, dishes you're putting during your uh, dinner party. I just think color brings life and passion and excitement to everything. Amen to that. So thank you so much. Dougal Frazier, a psychic who's an expert on color psychology is what I'm calling it. And he's going to be at East West Bookshop on June 16th and 15th, I think. And uh, make sure to also, if you want, can people sign up for your class even though you're in Emerald now? Can they still sign um, up? Actually, right now you can't take the live class. You can buy the um, classes that have been recorded and take it at home, or you can sign up for my newsletter to see when I'll be teaching the next live one. Okay, and it's DougalFrazier.com. That That's right? correct. All right. Thank you so much for being here. You're so much fun. Thanks, EJ. Thanks, Cassandra. I'll talk bye. to you later. Bye. Okay, bye. So in the next segment, we have Benita Banducci, who is going to be talking about women, how we can more effectively market our skills at work. So we'll be right back. <laughs> 